Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. It was a hit-and-run victim in Milwaukee who talks about the fact that, uh, that these carjackers are getting a slap on the wrist. And, uh, and so even the – and what I found interesting about that was that even someone who, you know, isn't um, – I, I guess I'll use the word politically motivated. I mean, obviously, am I politically motivated? I'd like to say that I'm motivated more by, you know, principle, but, but politics certainly plays into it. But – so I'm, I'm biased, but here's a person who's not like a, an engrossed, uh, you know, just more of just a, an average citizen who doesn't have a, a, a political angle to push or a political motive, even if I might consider it a good motive, uh, who, who believes that, you know, that, that, the, uh, the, that, that, that sees that it's readily apparent that Milwaukee has a soft on crime court system. Um, obviously, I've felt that way for a long time. I'm sure Clark's felt that way for a long time. A lot of people have felt that way for a long time. People that are really, really, really engaged have felt that way for a long time. But now for someone who, based upon this interview with this woman by the, the, the TV station, uh, who was basically, I think their car was shot at. First, it was kind of sideswiped, and then they followed the car uh, that had sideswiped them. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Please hold and you will be able to listen to the show. Um, 
by the way, make sure you like our page, Facebook on uh, uh, Liberty Thunder on Facebook, and follow me at uh, <laughs> Liberty Thunder on Twitter. <laughs> Thought I'd pick it up. Like, oh, and if you if you like the show, funny. or you know, or if you don't like the show and you just want to want to listen to it anyway, uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash Liberty Thunder will be available in three hours. You can download a free MP3. And, and Chris, if I'm not mistaken, all of our other shows are on there, and they're free too. And uh, you know, you said I bet people have listened to them. I bet they haven't, but that's okay. They don't have to. Um, well, they're long, you know, people like and you cuss and well, insult people, and I'm deep and dark and scary. And, and yeah, um, we should do five minute. We should do little five minute clips because that's what people will pay attention to. Uh, because I'm sure that the stuff that you and I are addressing can be summed up in five minutes. I mean, Paul Joseph Watson does a very good job of taking these concepts and putting them into you know five minute clips, uh, videos, and so does uh, Mark Dice. But but the fact is, what you and I are talking about is different, and it's it's. Really, it's unpopular, and it's unpopular because we're really not insulting the audience. We're telling you the truth, and, and we're not criticizing in the sense of trying to create a negative situation. It is negative. You need to react to it positively. That doesn't mean some kind of you know, rose-colored spectacles, wishful thinking. You know, deal with the world as it is. It's, it's, it's a mess, but your, your happiness is found in solving problems, and we have a chance now because of what Bingo. we all did on – on, on November 8th last year, which was beat the cheat, um, to actually change it. We're very blessed and very lucky to have a man like Donald Trump. There aren't too many men like him throughout all of history, let alone running for the highest office in our country. And we have the opportunity now. But we're going to squander it through our boredom. And that's the point Chris and I are trying to make. It's not, a, it, it's not about being excited over uh, Pyrrhic victories. It isn't about... Uh, uh, expecting the next negative thing to drop. See, what they do is they create anxiety, and in order to That's a drug. Salve, your, salve your anxiousness, you turn to whatever it is that makes you comfortable. It could be drugs. Uh, it could be sex, or not really sex, but some kind of perverted variant of it. Uh, it could be gossiping. It could be eating. Um, it could be the fake fight. That may be where you get your emotional satisfaction, like, you know, retweeting or sharing stuff like, can you believe that Hillary Clinton is going down because of X, or we've identified the shooter and he's an Antifa guy, are you guys going to disavow, and all this kind of nonsense that doesn't really get to the heart of the problem. The heart of your problem is cultural, it's psychological, and it's spiritual, but it's fought out not in the theoretical, not in the abstract. It's fought out in the concrete, on the streets, in reality. And that's what you have to understand. And the reason that this sounds crazy or what Chris and I are talking about is probably not palpable in five minutes and half of you want to tune it out is because we're talking about warfare. And warfare is not two fr- armies meeting on a front line face-to-face. No, multi-dimensional. This is psychological. Yeah, this is multidimensional psychological warfare in an invisible realm, and so therefore it's hard to pinpoint it, hard to make it a five-minute soundbite, hard to make it into a tweet. But that is how you win, and the president knows this, and he's fighting it this way. Sun Tzu says, know your enemy and know yourself, and in a hundred battles you will never be in peril. <laughs> you know what? I gotta say this. Too much. Sorry, I um, no, I just have to throw this in. I just have to throw this in there because it, it popped into my head earlier and I forgot to say it. But 
for those who watched, you know, Trump went to Hawaii, toured the, you know, Pearl Harbor, flew to Japan, spoke to the troops, and uh, that was all cool. You know, that was just that was just typical Trump. And then he goes to dinner, or goes and plays golf with Abe, and you know they start wheeling the deal. And but they get ready to go to dinner, <laughs> and he and he keeps saying we're friends, we have the best relationship we've ever had with the Japanese, and everything is wonderful. But but I'm going to spend all of my dinner feeding on people about fair trade. <laughs> I mean, and he will. You come on. I know it, but you know what, people? I mean, he even did it. He's talking to the troops, and he did it. You know, it's it's like he has an agenda. 90% of what he does is for the show. You know, it's it's because he understands people. I mean, the guy guy was, you know, he had a reality TV show. He promoted boxing, wrestling, got people started in MMA, you know, all this shit. You know, the guy understands people. He understands the media. He understands entertainment. And but but really, regardless of the shit that he does, and and here's the thing that, and I think I hope people understand this by now, after ten months going on eleven months, that the left is losing, and that means the Republicans are losing, and their bullshit freaking Russia Gate is a joke, and and the current thing with. Uh, with uh, Manafort and, and Papapanopoulos or whatever the hell his name is. And some guy nobody even knows it was a volunteer and seems like a slime ball to come back anyway. Was yeah, sent in there to try to, yeah, was sent in there to try to get to Trump, you know, like that, that Russian lawyer, you know, was sent in there to try to, you know, get him to engage. It was like a setup. Like yeah, it was like it's like the FBI does, you know. Oh, we busted a terrorist. No, you made that terrorist. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's all that bullshit. You know what I mean? It was like, well, yeah, you know, you suckered the man and made a friend out of him and convinced him that you could get weapons and he could do something great with his life and uh, you know, picking some brain dead, you know, seventy IQ meathead. You know, I, I mean, it's just it's embarrassing. But anyway, it, what you should know at this point in time is they don't phase him. I, I had the, the media on a little bit today. Oh, no, you know, I heard he was angry. Thought. He's angry about this yeah. whole thing, and he's going to fire everybody, and he's pissed off at Kelly and, and Manafort, and he's pissed off at Sessions and all this stuff, Chris. Palace intrigue. Palace intrigue. Gossip. Reality TV show. You have yeah, to the watch. Swamp is, the Swamp is high school on steroids. That's what it is. That's all there. Yeah, it's a bunch of people who have too much money and too much power and too much influence and too much access to money and power that never deserved it, never built anything in their freaking life. That's what's sad. And they're always sad. trying to get more of it. Yeah, Social and that's what's sad. And, they, and they're spoiled. They're pompous-ass bastards. They don't give a shit about the common man and woman of this country. But if you watch Trump, no matter what, noise is going on in the media or what current gossip or Mueller and the investigation and this and that and all the bullshit and CNN and Fox and all of it and Rush and all these people caught up in all this bullshit. If you follow, keep your eye on your leader and listen to him and watch him and listen, you know, watch him move. It's just like with this trip. This is the trip of all trips. Japan, Philippines, Vietnam, China, 
Korea, all the shit that he's doing in the next whatever, 11 days or whatever the course of time that this is going to be over, this is the trip of all trips. He's already cowered the EU. He already dealt with Saudi. And you look at all the shit that's going yeah, on in Saudi, there. you know? Yeah, I mean, people, yeah, helicopters what, what going down, like people 20, on it. 20 some people arrested, including that asshole, that uh, really rich billionaire prince that um, was tweeting negative shit about Trump. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever the hell his name is, Osama something, El Saad something. But anyway, own piece of Fox, he owns yeah, piece of Twitter. On his dick. Yeah, you know, mole, the mole, mole. Anyway. But what, you know, the Bushes, they said nothing for eight years of Obama. And, and they just came out and wrote a new book and, and, and daddy Bush, who just got accused of groping some chick, some, <laughs> some woman in a freaking photo shoot from his wheelchair. And then they come out and, and they're, and they're smearing Trump again. And, and, you know, and I'm just like, oh my god! I'm not that you smart. Know, it's I promise it's, you, it wasn't. It just. But you know, uh, GW and, and his daddy HW, CIA. Right oh, sorry. But you know, uh-huh. uh, CIA daddy. You know, they're smearing Trump the other day. I mean, it's just the same thing. Whether you whether it's a Bush or the Clintons, the left or the right, or the Republicans or the Democrats, it's the same shit, and they're both. They're so desperate. I mean, they're, they're so desperate, they bring out Haster, who just got out of prison, was accused of pedophile against boys, and they, and they bring him out to, to insult Trump and say that he doesn't know what he's doing. You, I mean, it, it, all you got to do is look at this stuff and go, huh, that's really interesting because that person has zero credibility, but they brought him out and stuck him in the news cycle anyway. What does that tell Ex- you, Mr. T? Oh, strate- strategical standpoint. It tells you they are freaking losing and they're desperate. That's what it tells you. Back to you. Exposed. Exposed. That's why they're freaking mm. out. And he's exposed them. And the amazing thing is that you, all of these right-wing heroes that you've picked up over the years, your Jake Gowdy's and your Rush Limbaugh's oh, and your Sean Hannity's and all these other fucking dildos that are, yeah, he's making the case. Even, even, I mean, and I like him, but even he's a fucking pussy, right? You know, and I'm sorry that he's got whatever, six broken ribs or whatever, but Rand Paul got his ass kicked on his own property by some douchebag. And I got to say something. A neighbor. Rand Paul needs some better bodyguards. I mean, this is the second attempt on his life in less than six months. But Yeah, um, he was at the shooting with the Republicans at the baseball field. You think yep. he, he would be awake by now? And and notice it's a neighbor kind of situation again. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Remember that neighbor. Remember that neighbor that went in that guy's house and killed that Republican. Um, yep. You know, I don't remember what position he was in, but some kind of they local Republican. They don't report leader. on it when it's. They don't report on it when it's a left wing killing a right wing because they they that that's okay. That's they love it. it. Even though yeah, this asshole and, and, this but, asshole today, Paul Joseph Watson. You know, got a screenshot of his likes. Now, even though Facebook, you know, they automatically shut everything down because they don't want you to be able to make any decisions of yourself by looking at the guy's Facebook. So they shut it down. Well, some people got screenshots, and one of the guy's likes is CNN, and he's into all the social justice warrior shit. You know, human rights, animal rights, you know, whatever, whatever. Right, so they're going to bury this one. Um, you know. 
No, uh, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's it it does it, it works either way. The bottom line is they're they're freaking out because the the people that they use are always compromised. They're always oh compromised. yeah. Do you see this the guy's how, picture? He looks like he's whacked out on psychotropics. You know, it's probably MK Ultra. But what I'm ta- I'm talking about is the the official people, the the Hastrits and the McCains and the Flakes and the Corkers and all of these people are compromised. And if you're not compromised they will create something with which to blackmail you if you're clean. Okay, so let's be clear. Most of these people end up in compromising situations, most of them willingly. This is how Hollywood works. It's how, how Wall Street works. It's how D.C. works. And, and they're, they're, you're compromised with, you know, some kind of sexual perversion, uh, some kind of stealing of money, something. And that's what they. Oh, you're racist, or you said something off color, blah blah blah. Well, that's what they used to to smear people public. What I'm talking about at the core, there's there's an there's a real event with which they've got you compromised so that you become their pawn, or they create one. And because most people are powerless, and even if they have power, there is somebody more powerful. They fall for this stuff. What do you think this dossier was about? They were making it up in order to smear and compromise Trump. What do you think all the threats against his life and his family's life have been? I mean, there, why do you think he released the JFK files? The, the idea is that they, they're giving warnings. They're, they realize he's powerful, and so taking him out is a problem. So they need to find some way to cower him, which is they keep giving him these threats. But unlike pussies, when the president is faced with a threat, he moves towards it. He doesn't hide from it. He doesn't need to stop and think about how to deal with it. He reacts instinctually towards the threat. That is a rare thing. He is a fighter. He is a badass. That's just a fact. Oh, he's a buffoon, the tweeting, and that. That's all intentional. None, none of this stuff is accidental. And, and you know, well, here, uh, Green, law, law 37, create compelling spectacles. Striking imagery and grand symbolic gestures create the aura of power. Everyone responds to them. State uh, Stage spectacles for those around you, then full of arresting visuals and radiant symbols that heighten your presence, dazzled by appearances. No one will notice what you are really doing. That's Trump. He does that. It's a tool. right? Oh, he's a narcissist. He's weak. He's a reality TV show guy. No. He's creating spectacles. And then when he does something like, oh, he's been taken over by the neocons, the deep state got to him, he's giving himself oh, room to maneuver. Yeah, Does it matter if he sends an extra 5,000 troops towards Afghanistan or bombs the shit out of an airstrip in the desert in Syria? Everybody freaks the fuck out, but the, he's creating room to maneuver. And here's yep. the problem. The, the, every time your emotional, knee-jerk, pre-programmed reaction to freak out kicks in, count to ten. Because you're actually undermining your own efforts by reacting. The real action is in the reaction. It isn't the fire that's the problem. It's how you react to the fire. Something's on fire. The person who goes and grabs the extinguisher and puts it out reacted properly. The person who runs around and tramples six other people trying to get out and ends up falling into the fire didn't react properly. See, it's all about training and experience and strategy, and the president does it well. You are not prepared for the winning. You are not prepared to take the culture back, which is why Chris and I have to come on here 
every week and insult you, hopefully <laughs> smack you upside your head so you fucking get on board and start doing what you're supposed to do instead of furthering the enemy's agenda while presumably giving yourself some kind of feigned idea that you're helping. You're not helping. When you react as a righty to what the left stimulus is, you're not helping. This is, this is why Republicans appear weak and appear to not know what they're doing. And yes, they do. They know exactly what they're doing. The Republicans aren't for any of the things that they say they're for. They're the controlled opposition. They're supposed to feign and pretend that there's a fight when they're furthering the same agenda, which presumably makes the Republicans' job in D.C. a little bit more difficult than the Democrats because they're faking the agenda. And just so that we're clear, when I say Republicans, I'm talking about the professional Republicans. Not the Republican voters, even though most of those are idiots, too. It's, it's a game. I mean, you think that Bernie Sanders really had the primary stolen from him? Bernie was in on it from the get-go. Bernie's supporters were stupid enough to fall for it, and they had the primary stolen from them. Because they think that socialism's the answer because they're fucking idiots, right? They're sincere, but they're fucking morons. The right, on the other that? hand, you're sin- Sorry. Have you noticed that with all of Donna Brazile, um, her book and all of her interviews and, you know, talking about the primary being stolen from Bernie, that Bernie's saying <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he got paid. He's good. He's fine. He's good. But Bernie's not even really a Democrat. He was just, you know, he was basically Bernie Sanders was the left-wing Ron Paul. <gasps> oh, no, Rex, I thought you liked Ron Paul. I do like what Ron Paul was talking about, but let's be clear about something. Ron Paul was dangled out there. Now, they didn't want him to win, They didn't, and, and he was probably sincerely trying to win until he realized he could, and then he was happy to sell out whatever he could in order to you know, set it up for Rand, which is why Rand was a complete pussy in the early part of the primaries. Um, but but it, that's that's just free market Marxism designed to keep you thinking that you're on the opposite side as the socialist burners, and you're furthering the same agenda. That's how the dialectic works. And you want to identify who it is. It's the Zionists. It's the Illuminati. It's the Freemasons. It's this. It's, it's that. CIA. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, well, and, and you know, let's face it. The CIA was set up for one purpose and one purpose only, regime toppling in order to further Wall Street's interests. Period. I mean, that's a fact, right? So I don't know why you're going to freak out about us pointing that out. Or, or and, and, and as if that's an indictment of actual intelligence, right? Counterintelligence is important, but counterintelligence is also spying on your own people. That's how the Soviet Union was set up. And, and it's dangerous. These things need to be checked in a, quote, free society. But we're not in a free society. This oh, is the free world. Oh, thank God that they cut the conservative world up and, Ted Cruz and, and Mike Lee wrote that USA Freedom Act. Boy, that sure fixed it. <laughs> What, what do you expect from the guy whose father was involved in the JFK assassination? But that's besides that, who ended up working for the, the who ended up working for the orchestrators of the JFK assassination, the, the Bushes and Johnson and all those people. But anyway, that's a different story for a different day. The, the, the point I'm making is that it all furthers the agenda. So they cut the world up into the communist world and the free world, and you bought into that bullshit. That never happened. Okay, that was the, the, they divided Europe, they divided the world. It was orchestrated from the get-go. Now, does that mean that everybody was in on it at every level? No, it's called compartmentalization. They they don't let anybody have the whole picture, except for a few people. And and by the way, they're not all powerful. They're not all controlling. 
They're just very smart, and they have a lot of resources, and you're stupid. You bought their programming, so you become easy to manipulate. It's not that they're more powerful than you are. It's that you're willingly choosing to undermine your own power. And when you're given an opportunity, you're looking for the excuse to fuck it all up. Accept that fact, because if you don't, then you can't fix it. So this whole thing is, is – is, 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 there's always a dialectical thing, and, not, and some people in the various camps of the dialectic are true believers. That doesn't mean that they're not furthering the dialectic unwittingly. So you've got this whole communist thing. Right? And, and communism allegedly is the dictatorship of the proletariat and then the abolition of the state and of property. So they're actually utopian anarchists, which means it's never going to happen. But it's a very effective tool of control. Conversely, the anti-communists are, are, are funded pre- predominantly and organized by Freemasons. Right? And so you end up with, with this, this fight between the the, the free world, controlled by Masons, and the communist world, controlled by power-hungry madmen who don't really buy into uh, Marxism. What they believe in is control. It's always about control and power. They're just different facets of the same thing. So you end up with this fight between these two camps. Why do you think? Why do you think the KGB, right, the the the, the geopolitical party state that Lenin built, that Stalin took? was able to control massive 400 massive people. parts massive parts <laughs> of the US government uranium fucking a we 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 were shipping uranium without money at least the clintons got paid 145 million for it we were shipping uranium to the russians through great falls montana on a lend lease program while we were starving macarthur the 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 uh material he needed to win the war in Southeast Asia. World War II could have literally been over if it had to begin in the first place inside of six months, right? But we, we, we oh, directed they do- resources. They, they dogged Patton down all the time. The guy was too effective, Rex. <laughs> yeah. So, well, because the problem with Patton and MacArthur was that they were actually trying to win the wars. You needed a guy like Eisenhower who was willing to play ball to get promoted. And so what they did was – you you were ration well you you weren't here but American the American people were rationing their supplies while we were shipping all sorts of shit to the Soviet Union that was a phenomenal move by Stalin absolutely stupendous levels of control at the highest levels of the U S government including whether he's willing or un- unwilling witting or unwittingly Franklin Dummy Roosevelt right that's a fact and and so that 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 was going on in the meantime there were people here who were actually fighting the Soviet communists. And after the war, they ended up aligning with the Nazis because they believed that the communists were a bigger threat than the Nazis, right? What's the bigger threat, right? National socialism or global communism? It's the same fucking thing, right? But so we aligned with the Nazis. In fact, most of your technology and space programs are developed by Nazis, right? They, 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 were, they were pulled out through the we rat lines and most up. of them ended up in well, South America here. And, the batch and we took a batch. Yeah, same thing. Same exact thing. So in your in your and notice that we decided that we're gonna because we decided Hitler was gonna lose the war, that we decided to make the Nazis the really bad guys, even though Stalin was was a better Hitler than Hitler, and and the, the Stalinist uh, uh, Soviet Union was worse than Nazi Germany. 
But then oh, you know, no, said, oh, so you're defending the Nazis. I'm not defending the Nazis. Oh, so you're defending Stalin. I'm not defending Stalin. I'm talking about what it is. I'm learning the effectiveness for both. But the fact is that I don't care if it's Nazism or communism. It sucks. And somehow you think that America stands against both. When in fact, when in fact, the same people that control your country built the Nazis and the Soviets. And they now <laughs> and allowed, and, have and built and the Chinese. Now. And it, yeah, and help Mao win. I mean, come on. They helped Mao win, but by this, at the same time, by the way, while they were promoting the Maoist victory in the uh, Eastern Bloc, North Korea was a Stalinist state, Mao was a, essentially assisted, you know, south, southern border for Stalinists, it was all communism. We had Chiang Kai-shek's people helping us harvest poppies in order to sell drugs the blacks in American cities to fund the stay-behind networks in Europe, which were manned by Nazis, presumably to fight the communists. <laughs> oh, Rex, I can't follow that. It's too hard. I know. That's the whole point. It's supposed to be complicated and difficult and invisible, so you can't follow it. In the meantime, you're trying or, to find a way where you can put your finger on who's the master of all this. And cocaine. <laughs> yeah. You want to put your finger on who's behind it and who's in control. You want to ask them, here's the deal. The enemy is in charge of these things. Your job is to defeat the enemy. You don't know how to defeat the enemy because you haven't decided to fight. And the victory that you got on November 8th makes you feel confident that you've won. Now you can sit back with your feet up and watch Trump fight it for four years and everything will be hunky-dory. It doesn't work that way. I mean, Trump is going to win, period. He has the power. He has the levers of power. He has the moves. He's going to get it done. The problem is you can't keep it unless you fight now. Unless you fight now. Anyway, we got a long clip, so I'm going to throw it to you for last comments, and then we'll get to this clip. Throw it to me. Oh, man, I don't know how to I – can't, I can't even begin to compete with that um, round robin that you just did. Um, uh, spring forward. Current current world just like we funded all those entities that you ran through the united states and the government and the transnational corporations and banks and all of our political leaders have bled about 10 trillion plus dollars while they never secured your freaking borders and flooded you with tens of millions of illegal aliens funded communist china to the point it is today and here's the challenge, and I don't know how many people have remembered this through the whole rise of China, through the you know, 20 30% growth for decades and all this kind of bullshit, and, and watching products in your shelves gradually you know, lose more and more and more made in the USA and, and made in other countries until it became all Chinese junk. And our, and our debt went through the ceiling, and our factories left our shores, and our debt climbed to $20 trillion plus and um, devastated our economy. The same people, you know, not the same people as in this person, but the same people, the people in power made this decision. And what they kept selling you or us through that period of time, because I remember all these headlines through the years that, you know, uh, we're going to do this with China. We're going to bring them into the modern world. We're going to bring them into the 20th century. 
um, you know, they're terrible human rights, you know, uh, violators, and we're going to bring them into the UN and the WTO and all this bullshit, and it's going to make them a democratic nation, and they're going to clean up their internal system, and they're going to move away from all these human rights abuses and all this totalitarian control, and and then Hong Kong has returned to China, and then the same assholes that sold us all this bullshit while they're selling our country out said, okay, now that they have taken Hong Kong back over, oh, look, isn't that wonderful? They're going to allow Hong Kong to maintain its democracy and its you know free market system, and they're not going to interfere with the internal politics, even though you know Hong Kong is owned by China because of the stupid British and their 100-year lease or whatever it was. All this crap. They've been selling you this shit about China migrating into a a reasonable, democratic, quasi-free market partner in world affairs because it was, you know, a billion people plus, and it, and it was the Far East, and they had Hong Kong, which was, you know, just this powerhouse of economics in, in, um, in, in the, in the uh, Western or on the Asia-Pacific. All this bullshit they have sold us over the last, what, 10, 15, 20, 30 years I've been hearing this crap. And then you get up and you realize, and, and, and I think I knew this stuff because I did the research, but what really opened people's eyes was Trump because he went after him. And when he went after him, he got attacked by the left and the right, by the Democrats, by the tech companies, by the, the globalist international transnational corporations, everybody attacked him, attacked him, attacked him. Well, you have to ask yourself, this is that old, that thing. Remember I said, if you want to know who a man is, look at who his enemies are. Well, all the people that were attacking Trump, you know, remember the debates and all this bullshit, Rex? I, I remember this stuff so clearly. We walked through this day by day. In the debates, he would say things. Everybody would freak the hell out. And then, because of alternative media, the truth would come out. And people would go, wow, he's right. He's right about we don't have free trade. He's right about we're getting ripped off. He's right about China abuses the WTO and currency manipulation. And they haven't made the changes that they guaranteed they would would make for the trillions of dollars that the U.S. government, your taxes, and corporations, the agreements that were made when this was first, when China was first opened up to Western investment. All of those promises, all of those headlines, all of those politicians and bankers and corporations telling us that, you know, oh, it's so wonderful and they're becoming, you know, modern and free, all of it was a fucking lie. And now Trump's got to clean it up, just like he has to clean up Syria and Iraq and Libya and North Africa and Afghanistan, all of it. He's got a, uh, South America, Mexico. Yeah, he, number two most dangerous country on the face of the on the face of the earth, even with all the wars that are going on all over the world, is Mexico. Number two deadliest country on the face of the earth. Every day we're told Trump's a racist when he said they're not sending our best, the drugs, the dealers, the, you know, uh, the MS-13, all this bullshit. They attacked him over that stuff. Well, guess what? He was right. It's a narco-country. Uh, it's a narco country. 
Actually, it's satanic. <laughs> I mean, some serious shit going on down there for somebody who's willing to actually investigate it. That's right on our borders. Well, the Masons took and over Mexico a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, and our border's wide open. And he's attacked for wanting to secure our fucking country. See, this war that Trump is fighting on your behalf is, is embedded. It's been going on for a long time. It's happened right under the nose of the average American. Uh, and what pisses me off more than the left, because the left are a bunch of brain-damaged, you know, uh, collectivist, you know, idiots, is the people on the right who should know better. Because none of this is that difficult to actually research. If you research it, you know what's going on. I've been, I've been saying for years that the EU is the modern-day Politburo. People are like, well, oh, I thought you was our partner, and Trump's insulted all the leaders and insulted the, the NATO countries, and those are our partners. And No, they're not. There's a bunch of freaking commies, commies run the EU. They like that system. The EU was founded as a trade deal, folks, and now it's a Politburo, you know, USSR government that sets laws in motion that you can't even vote on or change as an individual country. It's, 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 it's just another, mo- it's another modern form of communism. Yeah, same thing. And, and all of bankers. this shit, all this shit is what Trump inherited. And, and is he going to get it all right every time? No. I see, I see, I see things I go, ah, I could have done that different, or uh, why isn't he doing this? Now, you know, I mean, I see stuff too, but for the most part, the war he's fighting, there's no human being I can think of in either party that could take on the whole world in the, in the condition that it has evolved to because people sit on their asses, living the good life, thinking everything was good, that we conquered the evil of the world, the Second World War, and, and, and we're just... It, everything's wonderful. Look at my house, my home, my cars, football, baseball, barbecues, soccer. I got a van. This is a serious battle. And right now, the one he's fighting that is the most important one outside of every other one is clipping China's wings and putting them back in their freaking box before we have another USSR all over the freaking world. Because that's what that new Silk Road project's all about, baby. Yeah, but we kind of already have that. So the, the, issue, the issue is, you know, for, for, as far as the geopolitical structure, the Chinese have almost built what the Soviets have. Not quite, but almost. But between that and the EU, you've kind of got two powerful blocks um, that are working uh, contra Trump, right? And sure. the... the and, South America and Africa are just the resource drivers for for, for the battle. But, but exactly. the, see, the thing is that pe- pe- people are concerned because you need a little bit of money, right? Either you're in debt and you need a little bit of money, or I don't know, you got two million dollars in your four hundred one k, which isn't really enough. So you need a little bit of money, and you think of everything in terms of working and getting money and buying stuff, and then you ascribe those motives to these elites. That's not how huh. it works for them. That is not their motivation. No. They don't th- yeah, they don't think about that. For them, it's control and power. Money is just a tool. I mean, money is just a tool, but for you, it becomes an end because you don't have any. They, More enough. They use it as, as a tool, right? They use it as a tool. So uh, what you have to realize is that 
the left and the right, the Republicans and the Democrats, however the fuck you want to divide them, they make moral statements that appeal to the psychological predilections of their base, but they further the corporatist globalist agenda. No matter Trump what. Doesn't, Trump doesn't make moral statements. He takes action. Yep. See? He doesn't, he doesn't play the game where I've got to placate this. Now. I'm not saying that sometimes he doesn't do it, but in general, that's not his ethos. He does it when it's tactically useful. His thing is about getting it done. His goal is America first. Now, once he makes America first and makes America great again, you have to decide what the moral What's code next? of America is going to be. Yeah. You have to make that. He can't make that decision for you. He can only provide the structure for you to operate it. And if your heart is dark, then you will choose darkness. That's where the real battle is. He's going to win. Mm -hmm. People sometimes think we're probably making this stuff up. I'm telling you, Trump is going to win. What happens with that victory is where you come in. And you can't wait until then to get it in place. You have to be ready to do it now. And that's where the victory really is. Trump is a means to that. He's our weapon. He's exposed them. He's fighting them. He's defeating them. And sometimes he does it in a way that you don't understand, so you freak out. It's all (laughs) about keeping others in suspended terror. Law 17. Humans are creatures of habit with an insatiable need to see familiarity in other people's actions. Your predictability gives them a sense of control. So you're, you're, you, you give the elites control by being predictable. They apply stimulus here. They, they, they take away something there, and you react accordingly. They shoot up a church over here. You act this way. They you know, take down the flag and take a knee at the NFL. You react that way. It's, it's all stimulus and response. Turn the tables. Be deliberately unpredictable. The most unpredictable predictable thing that we did was on November 8th, we beat the cheat and made Trump the 45th president of these United States. <laughs> Behavior that seems to have no consistency or purpose will keep them off balance, and they will wear themselves out trying to explain your moves. Why is Trump doing this? Why is he tweeting that? Why is he doing this? Why did he appoint this guy? Why did he bomb this? Why is he going to Asia for 12 days? Is he going to meet with Putin? This off balance. Now, taken to an extreme, this strategy... Of all places, he's meeting Putin in Vietnam. <laughs> can intimidate ahead. and terrorize. Yeah, it's a, look, yeah, that's not an accident either. The reason he gave a speech in Poland, the reason he marched into Saudi Arabia, now you've got all the stuff that's going on over there, all of it is purposeful. And I would argue that even his own loyal staff, I'm not talking about just the, the swampsters, but his own loyal staff, probably doesn't even understand it. I suspect to some degree Miller, Bannon, and Gorka did, but even they don't quite get it. He's I think Kelly is starting to catch on a little bit. I think Kelly is finally waking up to the fact that, oh, my God, this is a war, and I've got to pick a side. I, I think there's a lot of people that are realizing that, that because of the insanity and the level of viciousness and the lies and the attacks and the underlying evil in the in in the in the people inside the systems whether it's the courts or you know politics or think tanks or corporations whatever that that there are people who 
didn't really, they were in it, they were part of it, but they didn't realize just how bad it was until Trump shined the, the 30,000 candlelight spotlight on the evil that is Washington, D.C., and all the players That's involved. Because and I think their universe more is people small. are waking up. Yeah. Yeah, it's because their universe is small. You know, I'm in general. I have this position. I do this. I'm on this bureau. Well, yeah, look at, I mean, Mueller and McCabe and Rosenstein and all these guys. You know, you're like, we're like, oh, who's that? Oh, that, that's the new FBI guy. That's the new AG or assistant AG and blah, blah, blah. It's compartmentalized. And you're like, oh, shit, they've. Yeah, they've been in every freaking. They've been. They were both in the Bush and the Obama administration. Right. You know, they're just they're the same players. They've just moved around. Yeah, power. It's, it's you know, they get in these positions. And, and, yeah, it's compartmentalized, and you don't see this stuff because I mean, they're not going to report on it because I mean, who the fuck cares about Mueller until he becomes the weapon that they're going to use to take Trump down? Then he becomes a thing. So it's, it's all it's all nonsense. But the fact is that it's compartmentalized, so hardly anybody sees the whole picture. But here's the thing: Trump has an uncanny ability to judge character. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. And his appointments no, yeah. aren't mis- his appointments are not mistakes. Even if we disagree with them, there is th- these are pawns on the chessboard, and he knows where to put his players, including, I will argue, Jeff Sessions. I don't know what that game is right now. I don't know what the hell Jeff Sessions <laughs> is doing, but I know that Trump didn't. But but Trump there is didn't no put game there right now. Mistake. <laughs> well, no, We're getting the smokers. <laughs> cause of my defeat was his October 28th letter. Jim Comey's letter on October 28th. It was on October 28th, and there was just a lot of funny business going on around that. So before the Comey letter on October 28th, intervention by Comey on October 28th. He dumps that on me on October 28th, and then on October 28th, the October 28th letter. It would not have mattered except for Jim Comey's October 28th letter. October 28th. October 28th. It's October 28th. October 28th. October 28th. October 28th. October 28th. Now, if the election been on October 27th, I'd be your president. more about the case against George Stephanopoulos, uh, uh, Papadopoulos, I should say, George Papadopoulos, whose role could be very significant uh, I'm not in this aware investigation. Of the specific individuals. Right. What we'll I can say that. is that I think that Papadopoulos is an example of actually somebody doing the wrong thing while the president's campaign did the right thing. All of his emails were voluntarily provided to the special counsel by the campaign, and that is what. Uh, led to the process and the place that we're in right now with the campaign fully cooperating and helping with that. What Papadopoulos did was lie, and that's on him, not on the campaign, and we can't speak for that. John. So uh, the chief of staff, John Kelly, said that this council, <coughs> council investigation has been very distracting to the president. Uh, can you elaborate on that? What, is this, is this uh, 
affecting his ability to get his job done here? I don't think it's at all affecting his ability to get his job done, and that wasn't the point he was making. Uh, you guys seem completely obsessed with this. While there are a lot of other things happening around the country, and frankly a lot of other things that people care a lot more about, the media refuses to cover it, and I think that's the distraction. Instead of the focus being constantly on tax cuts and tax reform, my guess is if you look at the records, the questions that I take in here day out have far more to do with an investigation uh, that, frankly, most Americans don't care too much about and a whole lot less to do with policies that actually impact them. Why, why are you Glenn? so confident that the investigation won't go on much longer? Uh, because we, we have uh, confidence that it's going to come to a close. The presidential time. campaign that won the Electoral College fueled by fake news. The Electoral College. Russian hacking. The Comey. Fake news. The Electoral College. Russian hacking. 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 Jim Comey. Fake news. What it suggests potentially is that the election was in some sense illegitimate. Uh, how can you uh, describe uh, Mr. Papadopoulos as having a limited role when there's a, there's a photograph of Mr. Papadopoulos sitting at a table with uh, the uh, then candidate Trump? thousands at of photographs with meeting. millions of people. And, so. uh, he was also cited by then candidate Trump in a meeting with the Washington Post as to who his uh, top foreign policy advisors are. Uh, that seems to fight against what you're saying. And also, how, how is it not collusion when George Papadopoulos is in contact with various people who are promising dirt on Hillary Clinton, uh, a series of events that closely mirrors what occurred with the president's own son? This individual was on a... In, in pursuit of information that was damaging about the Clintons. How is all of that not collusion? Look, uh, this individual was the member of a volunteer advisory council that met one time over the course of a year, uh, and he was part of a list that was read out in the Washington Post. I'd hardly call that some sort of uh, regular advisor or, as you want to you know, push, that he's uh, like a senior member of the staff. It's, uh, he was not paid by the campaign. He was a volunteer on a Again, a council that met once. He was pursuing information from the Russians. Again, he was a volunteer. I think that's something you need to ask him. I'm not going to give you a question. I'm not going to give you a question. Can you stay categorical? You are fake news. Sir, can you stay categorical? Is he not under investigation? And if that's true, how would he know that? Well, um, he, he, to my knowledge, he's not under investigation. I think, I, I think the greater point is for us to look at the influence of the Russians and the extent of their influence in terms of meddling in our electoral process. Uh, Director Mueller is tasked with looking for any criminal activity, and a, as we've seen with the recent arrests, an indictment. The American people know that the system is rigged against them. The system rigged against the middle class. All I know, it is, it is rigged, and it's still rigged. Too many people feel like the system is rigged. People say the game is rigged. How the game is rigged. Our economy is rigged. People feel like the system is rigged against them. And here's the painful part. They're right. You know, the system, folks, is rigged. It's a rigged system. There is no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even you could even rig America's elections. And so uh, 
I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. Very quickly, Senator, do you agree with the notion that it was rigged? Yes. All right. Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren, thank you so much. Major story. Now, I don't know if the mainstream fake media, because they are fake and phony, but I just don't know if they're going to pick it up. But I want to tell you, that is a big story, what she's saying. It's illegal, number one. And it's really very unfair to Bernie Sanders. I'm not a Bernie Sanders fan, although I must say I got a lot of his votes when he was thrown out. Many of those people voted for me because of trade, because I agreed with him in trade. We're just doing more about it than he can do, and we're doing a lot about it. But that was, I thought that was terrible. Um, a lot of people are, of course, frustrated by Trump's reaction to the terror attack here in New York. Mm -hmm. um, but you said recently uh, via tweet that Trump and his family have done more damage to America than bin Laden and ISIS combined. Yes. Do you believe that? Yeah, we're, we're, we did really well after 9-11. I don't think we, the country has given itself oh. enough credit for what we did not do after 9-11. We, we did not restrict all of the freedoms in this country. We did not single out people. We yeah. did not destroy the fabric. people died on 9-11. Yes. I mean, the comparison is absurd. Well, do you mean the time well, after? But, then, but more people died in the Iraq war than died in 9-11. We didn't need to be there. You think that bin Laden did less damage America than President Trump? Yes. Can I tell you something? When I hear rhetoric like what? that, I want, I think Whoopi and I are in agreement that we want Americans to come together. And rhetoric like that is so damaging. And by the way, my brother fought in the Iraq war and deployed numerous times. So before we start tit for chatting, there's a lot of service in my family. Yes. So I don't understand when you're saying things like that. Bin Laden was dedicated to the destruction of all everything that we hold dear in our freedom. So when you Perhaps compare some people it to think that, Trump is dedicated no. to the destruction. I believe of, I'm asking the, the question. I believe I'm asking well, what actually was my question. Okay, so what's okay, your answer? So somebody asked well, Dan. Right, what's the question? My, the question is, my question was, do you honestly believe that? Why is you're making a, uh, you're saying yeah. that going into Iraq was worse than what bin Laden did on 9-11. Is what you said. Yeah, and that's you believe that. Yeah. I do, and it's not about disrespecting the troops in the slightest. Or the, or the servicemen, or your father's service, I'm which astounds me well, to answer. this day that he was able to, to do that. And his service to this country right now astounds me, and I applaud him. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying the Iraq war was, not, was, was, a, was a waste of these people's lives, and it was unnecessary. From your perspective. Well, I think, I think U.S. Senator John McCain recorded a Tokyo Rose-style propaganda message that was broadcast on North Vietnamese radio. To the Vietnamese people and the government of the DRVN. From John Sidney McCain, 624787, Lieutenant Commander, U.S. Navy, born 29 August 1936, Panama, home state, where I am. Shot down 26 October 1967, A4E aircraft. I, as a U.S. Airman, am guilty of crimes against the Vietnamese country and people. I have bombed their cities, towns, and villages and caused many injuries, even death, to the people of Vietnam. I was captured in the capital city of Hanoi while attacking it. After I was captured, I was taken to the hospital in Hanoi, where I received over medical treatment. I was given an operation on my leg, which allowed me to walk again, and a cast on my right arm, which was badly broken in three places. The doctors were very good, and they knew a great deal about the practice of medicine. I remained in the hospital for some time and regained much of my health and strength. Since I arrived in the camp of detention, I have received humane and lenient treatment. I received different treatment and food, even though I came here as an aggressor, and the people who I injured have much difficulty in their living standards. 
I wish to express my deep gratitude for my kind treatment, and I will never forget this kind I'm not interested in confronting the president. I'm interested in working with the president. Thanks very much for your time, sir. I really appreciate it. Just a quick question. Has your relationship with the president raised to the point that you are not going to support anything that he comes to you and ask? Why would you say something that stupid? Why would you ask something that dumb? Huh? My job as a United States senator is a senator from Arizona, which I was just reelected to. You mean that I am somehow going to behave in a way that I'm going to block everything because of some personal disagreement? That's a dumb question. All of the things that have epitomized Europe and the world since the end of World War II. For the last 70 years, we've had a new world order. And that is now under severe stress, not only in Europe, but all over the world. What happened here today was, it was November 4th, 2017, and it was supposed to be the day that Antifa launched their big protest nationwide, refused fascism, launched their big protest nationwide, and that is to end the Trump-Pence regime. It was nationwide. They spent millions of dollars on this. They bought full-page ads in the New York Times. Today rolls around, and it's a dud. Here in Austin, you had about 30 Trump protesters, you had about 50 police officers protecting them, and then you had about 200 or more Trump supporters out here waving flags, American flags, Gadsden flags, talking to one another, having a good time, singing the national anthem, chanting USA in the streets, and it really turned into a Trump I event. I also heard that more than the other end of the Trump-Pence regime protests that happened today failed. So I've, hear, I've heard that nationwide... They expected big numbers as the beginning of the end of the Trump-Pence regime, and it turns out that that wasn't the case. Here's I thought info Mueller's investigation pertained to Russian collusion in the 2016 election. These charges seem to have nothing whatsoever to do with that. It looks to me like they charged Manafort with everything but the Lincoln assassination. Uh, and I think the play here is clear to the American people. They seek to pressure Paul Manafort to bear false witness against the president, to say, yes, uh, I colluded with the Russians and Donald Trump knew all about it. Uh, and that, of course, would be perjury. That would be a lie. Uh, and I, I've known Paul Manafort for over 40 years, almost 50 years. Uh, he was an usher in my wedding to my uh, lovely uh, wife, and he is, uh, uh, was my campaign manager when I ran for young Republican national chairman successfully, 1977, we go all the way back to college Republicans in Connecticut. Uh, I don't believe he will bear false witness against the president. Uh, I believe he will plead not guilty to these charges. But uh, it appears to me that, uh, that Mueller um, uh, seeks to treat this like some kind of a mafia drug case. There I am with Lee Atwater, the late Lee Atwater, and my friend Manafort. At the, during the heyday of Black Manafort uh, and uh, Atwater. And by the way, when it was one of the biggest lobbying firms in D.C., let's be clear here about this. They have accused you of being a Russian agent, a kingpin with no evidence, said that I get my directives and money directly from the Kremlin. Just, that is absolutely 100% BS, uh, zero truth in that. But then they, again, accused Rand Paul, Tucker Carlson, this is ridiculous. It's like, which, which, which? It's like a Monty Python skit if it wasn't so dangerous. No, it's neo-McCarthyism. If you're not in favor of thermonuclear war with the Russians over Syria, well, then you're a traitor to the United States. You're, you're, uh, you're not a loyal American. I mean, this is, this is reaching absurd proportions. It's very clear to me 
what the president needs to do here, Alex, and that is he must insist upon uh, the appointment of a special counsel on the issue of Uranium One. That investigation would have to focus on uh, Mr. Mueller, Mr. Comey, uh, Mr. McCabe, the associate director of the FBI, and Rod Rosenstein, then the U.S. attorney, now the de facto attorney general of the United States. Those gentlemen would be would have to step down if they were the target of a federal investigation. The president's tweet is exactly right here. There was a presidential candidate in bed with Putin. There was a presidential candidate pocketing millions uh, from, uh, from Russians close to Putin. But that candidate is Hillary Clinton, uh, and this investigation is focused at the wrong people uh, where there is no crime. In the Uranium One matter, there is most definitely a crime and a cover-up by the Clinton, pardon me, by the Obama Justice Department. And you've got Mueller covering it up. You've got him in bed with the Russians. You've got him as a backman. You've got him getting way more money than, 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 than Trump's ever gotten from Russians. In fact, Trump's gotten zero. How do they think they can get away with this galactic record conflict of interest? I've never seen a conflict of interest like this. This is comic book level. It'd be like in your divorce case if you were the judge uh, against your spouse. It's just you have to recuse yourself. You have to resign. Well, what's amazing here, of course, is the role of the Trump Justice Department. Right now, the Trump Justice Department is... Yeah, let's talk about that, because it was a bunch of Obama holdovers that basically did this whole thing. This is a literal attempted legal coup against the president. When I say legal, I mean by a legal system. It's not legal. Uh, it's clear tyranny. We'll be back. ...from the president, if you can help me understand, when he says, why aren't Crook and Hillary and the Dems the focus... Is the president saying that special counsel Mueller should really be investigating Hillary Clinton and the Democrats? And is he going to rule out once and for all firing Robert Mueller? Look, I'll address the second question first. The president uh, said last week, I believe it was last week, and I've said several times before, there's no intention or plan uh, to make any changes in regards to the special counsel. Uh, but look, today's announcement has nothing to do with the president, has nothing to do with the president's campaign or campaign activity. Uh, the real collusion scandal, as we've said several times before, has everything to do with the Clinton campaign, Fusion GPS, and Russia. There's clear evidence of the Clinton campaign colluding with Russian intelligence to spread disinformation and smear the president to influence the election. We've been saying from day one there's been no evidence of Trump-Russia collusion and nothing in the With indictment today LLP, changes that at all. A big law firm here in D.C. The letter demands that this show, quote, immediately cease and desist disseminating false and misleading reports about Mr. Podesta and the Podesta Group. It demands we retract and delete all our prior reporting on the Podesta Group and warns that if we don't do this, quote, Mr. Podesta may pursue legal action, including for damages, in order to fully protect his rights. The letter doesn't stop there, though. It also warns us that we will face legal action under the Copyright Act merely for quoting from this letter publicly, as we just did. The most amusing line, though, is this one, quote, Paul Manafort did not work with the Podesta Group in its representation of the European Center for a Modern Ukraine. That's what the lawyer's letters told us. Apparently, that lawyer hasn't read the Manafort indictment yet. In paragraph 22 of that indictment, we read this, quote, at the direction of Manafort and Gates, companies A and B engaged in extensive lobbying on Ukraine. The indictment also says that the Podesta Group and Mercury were selected personally by Paul Manafort to lobby on behalf of Ukrainian interests. So if John Podesta's legal team has a complaint, it's not with us, 
is with the Department of Justice in the Mueller investigation. But maybe we're being too literal about this, probably so. Podesta's lawyer wasn't trying to inform us of anything, but to threaten us to shut down our reporting on his client. One lawyer we talked to earlier today said the Podesta people have used this tactic with others before. It's common. It's an effort to use fear to control press coverage. We're not intimidated. We have ample evidence from Mueller's indictment number of confidential sources to paint a pretty clear picture of exactly what the Podesta group was doing for years here in Washington. We'll let the facts speak for themselves. And we're confident the Mueller investigation will be revealing a lot more about Tony Podesta's lobbying practices. At the protesters and at the police. And as you will be aware, a leaked phone call from Catherine Ashton, the EU's negotiator with Umas Peart, the, uh, the foreign minister of Estonia, pointed the finger firmly at parties in the current government as being behind the sniping attacks both on the police and on the protesters. And what's worrying about this is this links into uh, many decades of subversion by the so-called gladio structures inside NATO, uh, which were set up in the second, at the end of the Second World War, uh, supposedly to fight uh, a, a Soviet invasion, but eventually were, were developed into terrorist cells within the West, which, which have been uncovered by police action. Uh, for example, carrying out bombings in Bologna railway station, all, all uncovered through in, uh, Italian parliamentary inquiries and uh, Belgian parliamentary inquiries and Swiss parliamentary inquiries. And what worries me very much about this is that this far-right movement in Ukraine is very strongly linked in with uh, NATO terrorism uh, uh, in the past and possibly in the present. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is, a, this is basically a coup d'etat. The Estonian foreign minister, that this was a genuine phone call, and he was saying that he'd been speaking to doctors uh, after the shootings, and they were quite clear that it was, uh, the shootings of both police and protesters were carried out by the same groups, and these groups were linked to the current regime, not the previous regime, not the Yanukovych regime, this regime. And I suspect that these, these this, uh, actions are not just carried out by Ukrainian far-right national, uh, far nationalists on their own, they're being directed by NATO intelligence services, not, not even the overt intelligence services. Uh, there's all the, there's deniability built into these kinds of uh, uh, actions. And we've seen similar things happen uh, in Syria when the, when the uprisings there began. Uh, mysterious people started shooting both protesters and police officers. Right. Same thing happened in Venezuela during the coup. Uh, and I suspect uh, that this Trump very much My Twitter account was taken down for 11 minutes by a rogue employee. I guess the word must <laughs> finally be getting out and having an impact. <laughs> what word? What word? What's mean? wrong with it? Willie, Willie, he's president of the United States. What word? Like, what, does he, what does he mean? The word must be finally getting out and it's having an impact. The word getting anyway. out, the, the power of his use of social media and somebody's trying to shut it down. Maybe that's what he meant. Yeah. I don't know. I'm doing I interpretation guess so. I, or maybe, maybe the word's <laughs> getting out that they all lied or something for two years about <laughs> the Russians. Control. Right. Uh, exactly what people think, and that is the that is if our you, job. Yeah. I don't know. Let me ask you: Should I keep the Twitter going or not? Keep it going? I think so. I think so. You know, the enemies keep saying, "Oh, that's terrible," but you know, it's a way of bypassing dishonest media, right? Release the Kraken. Law seventeen. Keep others in suspense. Cultivate an air of unpredictability. Judgment.
Humans are creatures of habit with an insatiable need to see familiarity in other people's actions. Your predictability gives them a sense of control. Turn the tables. Be deliberately unpredictable. Behavior that seems to have no consistency or purpose will keep them off balance, and they will wear themselves out trying to explain your moves. Taken to an extreme, this strategy can intimidate and terrorize. What we're doing is every time we're attacked from this point forward, and it took place yesterday, we are hitting them ten times harder. So when we have an animal do an attack like he did the other day on the west side of Manhattan, we are hitting them ten times harder. They claimed him as a soldier. Good luck. Every time they hit us, we know it's ISIS. We hit them like you folks won't believe. Thank you. I will see you. I will see you in Pearl Harbor. We're going to Pearl Harbor. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. That clip <clears throat> was very concentrated. <clears throat> it seems like it uh, meandered. <clears throat> Excuse me. But you only think it meandered because you're focused on the wrong things. What you have to realize is facts don't matter. You are afraid. Nobody gives a fuck about your opinion. This is a war. <clears throat> Get busy. Period. Uh, they were telling us that Trump was crazy because he suggested that the election was rigged. And then well, as soon as he won, everything's rigged. <laughs> well, they were. Well, no, they were telling us he was crazy for thinking the election is rigged. And then he won. And as soon as he won, they've been telling us for the last year that the Russians rigged the election for Trump. Facts don't matter, right? You heard Keith Olbermann there on, on the Cackling Witches show uh, get into it with uh, Songbird's daughter, right? Are you saying that Trump is worse than bin Laden? Well, for them, Trump is worse than bin Laden. Bin Laden Bingo. was useful. He was on the CIA payroll. Ask, ask Mika's father. Of course, he's dead. But Zabig knew about bin Laden and how useful he was. And then Songbird. Songbird has been a compromised entity at least since Nam, if not before. And yet he is the Republican darling. They ran him against a blowjob in 2008. You were <laughs> stupid enough, and I'll admit, you know, I was lulled by it too. You were stupid enough to get dazzled by Sarah Palin. And forget about Songbird. How about them apples? See, it's all a fucking game. And then, you know, the Antifa fail on November 4th. Look, they might have been planning this thing, but Trump moved the, the, the goalposts, and they had to reevaluate. See, the, the, whole, the whole resistance Antifa thing only works if there was a potential to remove Trump and that Hillary was going to be walking around free. Now that it looks like it's impossible to remove Trump and that Hillary is going to prison, they've got to ditch the bitch, and they've got to pretend to be respectable. 
so they had to cancel their Antifa. That doesn't mean they're gone. <laughs> they're still there. They could be no. tri- triggered any time, but they had to can- cancel their Antifa. The Manafort indictment was interesting. We told you last week, <clears throat> Trump forced Mueller's hand by bringing up Uranium One and lifting the gag order on the witness. Do you really think that Trey Gowdy or Nunez or Paul Ryan no. are going to lift the gag order on this guy? Fuck no. It wasn't going to happen. So by doing that, he forced Man- uh, uh, Mueller to indict Manafort on some bullshit financial charges. And I mean, again, and I think Chris got into this last week. The laws are written such a way that there's you can't do anything without breaking the law. The question is, will you, will you or will you not be prosecuted for it? And that is all contingent upon whether it's useful to prosecute. On who's in power. <laughs> and, well, I mean, useful to prosecute you is, and it could be a local thing where someone's trying to <clears throat> climb uh, the career ladder so they need some prosecutions. It could be a big thing where someone needs to be removed so they prosecute them. In this case, they have to come up with something to create a narrative. This is not about indicting Manafort. They found some <laughs> charge on which to indict Manafort. They tacked on Gates so that it looks like it's not, they're not going after Manafort. They're going after more people. They're probably going to take Flynn down this week. And then they find this Papa John's guy uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know, with extra cheese and mushrooms and shit, and, and, and they get him. They lead on him because he's a fucking you know, 30-year-old douchebag uh, careerist and uh, was trying to play some games, and he you know, got caught in the vice grip, and the pressure got too much, so they lean on him and get him to admit <clears throat> I think lying to federal agents. Yeah, they admit that he lied to federal agents, which is exactly what Martha Stewart went to prison for. And uh, and then they that then they can spin this narrative. Trump's campaign manager was indicted by the special prosecutor, and we have an admission of guilt from one of his associates. See how that works? From nice... who is that? George Stephanopoulos. That guy called him Stephanopoulos. Stephanopoulos. That, that was, was Blitzer. Yeah. <laughs> Here. Nobody even knew who he was. And, it doesn't, and, and but the facts the, don't matter. Yeah. Don't fo- why are you focusing well, on the facts? She, who gives a fuck? Nobody cares. No. But Nobody she cares. has to battle. The, she has to battle the no, media no, no. every that's day. Not, irrelevant. It's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. You see, that's that's the problem. You fell into the trap. You're talking about facts. I just I, at the beginning of my rant, I said facts don't matter. They don't matter. Don't what matters is Trump's campaign manager was indicted along with his associates one of whom admitted guilt in the collusion scandal. That's what matters. Sure. That's what matters. It's not the facts. That's what matters. That's why Trump the ran thing is, to that, Asia for 11 days, because his whole, his whole world's falling apart. Yes, he's running away. He's afraid. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> he's not realigning all the trade deals or anything. But no, this is an important point, because you see, you can fall into two camps. One is, I'm a rationalist. Right? Let me explain something to you. Your reason is crutch. Reason, unaided by grace, is bullshit. Even if you get your facts right. Because guess what? Facts don't matter. Don't matter. In a post-Christian <clears throat> world, and we're actually about to enter a post-Marxist world, but we're not going to get into that today. Facts don't matter. You have to remind yourself of this because you want to get bogged down in the facts as a rationalist. 
this Papadopoulos guy is nobody. He was only in one meeting. This whole thing is made up, and it, 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 has, it has no merit in, in fact. Who gives a fuck if it has merit in fact or not? And the fact is that okay. Trump's campaign manager was indicted with associates, <clears throat> one of whom admitted to guilt in collusion. See? Yeah. That's all okay. that matters. Yeah. And okay. then for the other That's side, what? you get caught up in emotivism, right? <gasps> They're attacking the president. I have to defend him. And in the meantime, you're like wasting all your energy on some bullshit, right? Or you go the other way, and you're like, oh, I knew it. Trump is a Russian collusion. It's all emotionalism. It's all part of the manipulation. This is how they do it. And keep in mind something. Podesta and Manafort uh, with, the, with the Uranium One and, and the lobbying and the illegal stuff and the Nazis in the Ukraine and the Gladio operations – this is all related. This is all about trying to create a coup, right? They're not going to be able to do it uh, through force. Uh, the collusion thing isn't working. They're going to have to try to figure out some way to make Trump look unhinged and attempt an Amendment 25 action, right? Yep. But everything they're trying is failing because he's already defeated them before they even try these things. That's why I keep telling you Trump is going to win. And you have to realize something. You may not like the way he does it, but he does it extremely well. For example, <laughs> in that clip we were talking about Law 17. Well, how about Law 23? Once you understand these things and you apply them properly, you can start to see it. And it's hard because we only do this three hours a night, uh, a week, and that seems like sheer chaos. And then you listen to it once and forget it. Frankly, I would argue that if you're not – already read into the program, and most of you aren't, uh, you probably have to listen to the show five times before you even understand half of what we're talking about, and we're keeping at least half of it not even on the air, because it will know your mind. But Law 23, weave a seamless blend of fact and fiction. Since no creature can survive without the ability to see or sense what is going on around it, Make it hard for your enemies to know what is going on around them, including what you are doing. Feed their expectations. Manufacture a reality to match their desires, and they will fool themselves. Control people's perceptions of reality, and you control them. We've told you that Trump is using Alinsky tactics against the enemy. We told you that he uses Marxist language better than any of them. He's also controlling people's perceptions, and that's how he controls. Now, the good news is his skills are so dangerous. If he was evil in his heart, he could literally accomplish what Lenin, Stalin, Mao, and Hitler failed to do. Literally. I'm not kidding. He He could be the global dictator and run the whole planet. He really has that ability. The good news is he's our weapon. He's our bolt. He's on our side. Take advantage of this rare opportunity. And then I'm going to throw it to Chris, but real quick, I just want to say what's going on, and we'll probably be getting to this over the next couple of weeks because it's a 12-day trip or whatever, but what's going on over there right now in Asia on his trip, he's always doing what he set out to do, right? Renegotiate trade deals, quit, stop the country from stop getting ripped off. He's been talking about, he's yeah. been talking about that for decades, our country getting ripped off, putting America first, negotiating better deals, and he doesn't make a moral pronouncement 
on the stuff that those countries have done to us. The Republicans do, the Democrats do, and then they assist those same countries in raping us. He doesn't make those things. He realizes, well, you know what? If I was Putin, I would have done the uranium deal. If I was Xi, I would have ripped off the United States. See? He's, he, 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 really, he sees the advantages. Take their hand in you trillions of dollars, and, and right. the people if in I, power don't give a shit, and they're corrupt. Right. Yeah. If, right. If, if I was the Saudi king, I would have cooperated with the CIA and, you know, ISIS and all that stuff, right? He, he, because, because they were putting their interests first. Now, their interests aren't always their interests. Sometimes their interests are simply not ending up with a CIA-initiated regime change. See how that works? Trump gets that, right? So he's not chastising them for it. He's moving the goalposts. He didn't go over there and make a moral pronouncement against Saudi Arabia. He told them to drive out the terrorists. See how that works? Now, you, we, we can make all the moral statements we want about Islam and how evil it is and all this kind of stuff. But it's been around for 1,400 years. And let me clear you in a little something. You can't defeat the jihad. Now, you can stop the jihadi terrorists, right? But you can't end Islam as a jihadi ideology because that's a spiritual war. And you are spiritually disarmed. Weak. Every yep. single fucking one of you. Period. Right? Until you fix that and get a new pope, you're not going to roll back the jihad. That's not going to happen. So get over yourself on that one. But you can stop the jihadi terrorism, and that's what Trump went over to Saudi Arabia and made them do. He's now renegotiating the trade deals. But every time he's overseas, he's dealing with the matter at hand, but he's also tapping everybody back home in the swamp. This is the key. And you have to understand, and this applies to law not law, yeah, uh, Rule 21. And by the way, I'm quoting from a different book now, I didn't even realize it. This is the 33 st- Strategies of War. Books interchangeable. Anyway, law, uh, Rule 21 of the, the Strategies of War. Before and during negotiations, you must keep advancing. Keep advancing. What are Chris and I always telling you? Yeah, we got a victory. Push harder. Yeah, we made the NFL lose some ratings. Crush the fucking NFL. Yeah, Hollywood is on their heels. Stop paying them and going to their movies and shame everybody else who goes there and shame them without mercy. This is about punishing them for their wrong actions. Punish them. Help mercy. Sorry. Go out of mercy. Keep advancing, creating relentless, relentless pressure and compelling the other side to settle on your terms. The more you take, the more you take, the more you can give back in meaningless concessions. Create a reputation for being tough and uncompromising so that people are back on their heels before they even meet you. That's what's going on in Asia right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, and we're going to obviously – um, he just started his Asia trip, and we've done preliminary shows in the past on, you know, on BRICS, on, you know, the transition to SDRs with the IMF and China's play and the WTO. We, you know, we covered this stuff. Of course, it was a couple of years ago, but the foundation um, of global economics is there. You know, debt, all that crap. We've done it all. And, and, um, yeah, except that we're so, so popular now that it's likely that people haven't heard those shows. 
Folks, you can go yeah. blogtalkradio.com backslash Liberty Thunder. All of our shows since 2012 are there. Just click on one and listen to it. They're all in context at that time, but they're all relevant to now because we always talk. Well, Chris and I do a show about big concepts. Yeah, but and also if you go back and you look at uh, the title, you can read your poem or your write-up, and and you can see uh, specific. Uh, you know, it takes time. You got to filter through it because it's hundreds <laughs> of shows. But but you know whether assuming like, you and I stay on topic ever. Yeah, but, you know, like extraction or, um, you know, the rise of Hitler, whatever that show title was, I don't remember. You probably do. But, you know, all these different shows, you know, we've, covered a, lot, yeah, we've covered a lot of this stuff because, um, you know, once Romney stole the nomination at, uh, at Tampa, we were like, oh, you know, he's going to lose and Obama's getting his second term, so... You know, instead of sitting around arguing about this shit with people, we'll move on to things we're interested in because, you know, whether, like I said, global economics, you know, power plays around the world, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff, you know, constitutional conversations, founding fathers, original intent, where it went wrong, you know, the war on the South, we've done it all. So, you know, the foundation is there. What's going on? You know, we've done shows on Europe, and, you know, when I said earlier, you know, the EU is the modern-day Politburo, you know, somebody who hasn't listened to our past shows, are like, really? Oh, wow, I never thought of that before. Is that real? Well, yeah, I don't know. We've probably covered three or four shows on that, you know, bits and pieces of multiple shows when you look at the, the global shift, especially post-World War II. Uh, Bretton Woods Agreement, UN, NATO, EU, BIS, IMF, all that crap. You know, that was the setup for the beginning of the of, of one world government. And everybody has a different agenda. That's why we don't get into, oh, the Illuminati or this or that or the other. Everybody's got their own agenda, you know, about who's going to rule what and who's, who's a player and why they're a player. And some people are just greedy. Some people are lazy. Some people are full of fear. Some people are compromised. Some people are evil. You know, there's, there's, there's all these different dynamics in this. And, and so it is a big topic, but you can simplify it. And I think extraction was a good was was a good show on this because you know we bled tens of trillions of dollars out of this economy for a handful of people's enrichment at the cost of literally our whole country. And and it's impacted every aspect of our society from your wages to what your kids can do in the future to education to security, the jobs, the investments, to retirement, uh, your ability to retire, all of it. All of it has been impacted by the, by the rise of China. And um, your country sets this in motion. You know, and there's, you know, whether it was Nixon or Kissinger or, you know, Carter's role in it, they're all puppets. I mean, Nixon destroyed the, the, the gold back currency and created the petrodollar. And I mean, you know, it just never ends. And these are important things to understand because the battle that is being played right now, you know, people get caught up in North Korea. People keep saying, oh, my God, World War Three." You know what? We went to a war with North Korea that is not World War Three. World War Three would be Russia, U.S., China. That's World War Three. North Korea would be a hiccup done properly. So, you know, people who start fear-mongering this shit, uh, you know, if it happens, it happens. And and if it happens, it's going to be faster than anything that anybody in this modern age and your memory 
of of how wars are going to be fought because Trump ain't going to play games if it has to be if the guy has to be taken out. But aside from that, I'm not saying it's going to happen or not going to happen. I don't think anybody wants to kill a million people, but well, there are a lot of people that would love to kill billions of people because they believe there's too many people in the world. But I'm saying from our point of view, Trump wants solutions. He's pragmatic, and all of this whole Asia trip is keyed in on China and reestablishing the weakness of the U.S. role in, in the global setting, that Bush and Obama. I'm just picking those two because that's really the dynamics that we're living today, even though you can go all the way back to 19, you know, the creation of the Fed and all that kind of crap. But really, the, what we're suffering through today is Bush-Obama. And um, it's bad. And can we recover? Yep. I remember, Rex, we were doing a show, and I remember you talking about the speed that we could recover, and I challenged you on it. because Not because I didn't believe America do, could do it, but I didn't believe their, their, the leadership could set in motion the things necessary for this country, country to recover in a short period of time. And then there was this crazy New York real estate mogul that walk, rode down an elevator and said, I'm running for president of the United States. That is what changed my whole perspective, my whole paradigm. Release the Kraken. About the speed in which the USA could recover. Because even, and, and nobody will talk about it. You know, a handful of people cover it. Jones gets into the detail, Jones and crew, because we've got a, 10 hours a day. You know, they got three different shows or four. Um, you know, they'll get into the positives, and a few people will. Um, I tend to read and post the positives on my little group. But um, there's a lot going on, and the speed of recovery is actually something we have never experienced in most of our lifetimes, including those of us who lived through the Reagan era, especially considering the difference between America in that era and America in this era. The America in that era, debt to GDP, all that crap, the, the nature of society, um, you know, all that stuff, you know, the moral aspect of family and all that kind of stuff, totally different era in the Reagan era. We are really far down the rabbit hole. Number of people in poverty, um, inner city, the numbers of illegals tapping off the system, uh, drug abuse, uh, all of it. It, it. It's it's probably worse than it's ever been. And and to see the speed of recovery, and we haven't even passed health care, taxes, <laughs> infrastructure. He's still fighting to get the money for the wall. I mean, this is all shit that he's doing just out of the administration. So imagine when he really gets some – and he may have to kick some Republicans' ass in 2018 before he gets – the Republican in line to uh, actually vote for stuff. I don't know. I, I, I don't know yet. Obviously, the Republicans have no desire to do anything that is in the MAGA agenda. Um, I Hopefully, people realize that little fact by now. But this trip is going to be pretty powerful. Of course, Fox, yes, Fox, and CNN and the rest of the talking heads and the neocons and the think tanks and all the bullshitters, and all the experts in the media are going to be negative about what he says, who he met with, 
um, what hat he wore, what shoes uh, Melania wore or didn't wear. You know, it's going to be the same bullshit. They will never stop because they are literally, for a lot of these people, their literal existence is at risk. Because here's what people don't understand. Trump wants to get America kicking and moving again. Industry, jobs, productivity, technology, security, all the things that are in his basic MAGA agenda. But what people don't realize is that for that to last long term, he has to destroy the deep state and the permanent state. Because once he leaves office, they're still there. Those institutes, whether it's, whether it's in the intel or the military industrial complex or the corporations or the lobbyists or, you know, all the entities that, that, that bleed our country dry around that Washington, D.C. complex, that has to be crippled to a point where the rule of law and, 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 and those things matter again. Because they don't matter. I mean, we look at, we get so frustrated when we go like, why isn't, you know, and Trump too, why isn't Hillary being investigated? Why isn't the Clinton Foundation being investigated? Why isn't Uranium One being investigated? Lock her up, all that stuff. You know, people are sick of being forced to live inside of laws that they can't even understand or afford to fight if they accidentally break one and watch people get away with, high crimes and treason, and never get prosecuted on either side of the aisle. <laughs> to me, that's Bush or Clinton. I don't give a shit. They're both the same slime. And um, that's why Roger Stone conveniently wrote a book about both of them, or a, a separate book about both of them, or he could have wrote the same book about both of them. But this event that's going on, because what happened, Bush just basically was such a Freaking puppet! The neocons just ran him right off. You know, just they just ran over the top of him, created chaos all over the world, screwed everything up with this stupid global war on terror with no end, no beginning, no plan. You know, I just a, just a disgusting mess. He deserves every bit of criticism. Well, there was a plan. Destroyed, yeah, destroyed the economy on top of it, and then turned us into a police state. He deserves all the criticism that anybody wants to throw at him. But then what he did, worse to me than anything else, is he created an environment for a guy like Obama to come along. Because Obama's a populist. I, I know, you know, he's a CIA tool, whatever the case may be. But he, he reached out and pulled the, the, the brain-damaged, drugged-up, I-don't-know-what-sex-I-am groups together, and he empowered the dregs of society, and poured millions and tens of millions of dollars into these uh, nonprofit organizations, into these groups. Occupy, Antifa, you funded it, people. I, I posted an article the other day that of how many, and, and it went through this major investigation, kind of like Sports Sports did with um, the Clinton Foundation, um, and they researched all of these U.S. NGOs that had funded money directly to, to organizations overseas that had ties to terrorist organizations. And you, and you look at this stuff and you, and you shake your head and you go, post 9-11, we had all of this fear and warmongering and scare and billions and hundreds of billions of dollars spent and investigations and, 
and and financial oversight systems and you know and and cell phone and your computer and all this shit to make us safe and to deal with this weakness inside our society you know to the threat of terrorism uh, from the top to bottom to the guy you know to the lone wolf guide all the way to the you know financing organizations care muslim brotherhood all this stuff and then here we are 16 years later somebody does this massive research puts it out in front of you and you're sitting there and you look at this shit or you look at what Obama funded under his or what he did by stealing money from Freddie and Fannie to shore, you know, illegally to shore up Obamacare. And we still will have, uh, session still hasn't opened an investigation on that shit. If a it's like a carnival act. If, if a Republican would have done what Obama did, that it would be 24 seven. We'd be talking about it still today. But Fox has no balls. The Republicans has no balls. And, and the leftist media is not going to cover it because they're going to do everything they can to, to protect their prints. And there you have it. That's a, we are, it's a mess. You know, it's a, it's a 40-year mess or longer. Definitely in the last 16 years. And it's corrupt, and, and it ain't going to get better soon. It, it'll probably take both terms. To, to solve enough of the problems that when he leaves office that we might be able to breathe and go, okay, Maybe. we can move forward from here. <laughs> <laughs> we can move forward from here. I mean, that's where we're at. And this, this trip, pay attention, because this is bigger than G20, it's bigger than G6, it's bigger than his trip to Saudi, and it's bigger, bigger than his trip to the EU. This is more important because this is the big game right here, China. Because it's going to ruffle a lot of fenders. And you know what? Like Rex says, he's going to win it. That's he. Sun Tzu says, to win 100 battles is not the height of skill. To subdue the enemy without fighting is... Do the enemy without fighting. Uh, I like fighting. That doesn't mean that. That doesn't. That's, I was gonna say, that doesn't mean there's no fighting, but it means that you better have the preparation to already win before you begin to fight. And that's how yeah. Trump plays it. And, and, and sometimes you can't see what's coming because you have a paradigm and you have certain things that you're looking for in your right-wing conservative Republican uh, agenda. agenda. Right? Fuck the Republicans. In fact, in fact, the Republicans must be destroyed. Oh, the Democrats will... Screw the Democrats. They're useless. The Democrats are dead. They're, they're, they're so desperate now, they're turning on their girl. And that's how desperate they are. They're throwing Hillary under the bus. They're turning on Antifa. That's how desperate the Democrats are. You watch. Who, who's going down next? Maxine Waters. Nancy Pelosi. Soros. They're, they're gonna well, they're they're gonna jettison their their top echelon because it's failed. The the the, the, the left has failed. Now the left the left always fails, but the right keeps it alive. <clears throat> Trump went after the right. Now he can't the really bookies. go after the Republicans. He can't really go after the Republicans now because well he's the top Republican. Right, so now it becomes your job, but you're going to get squeamish. You're going to get squeamish. 
Well, we, we have to vote for the Republicans because otherwise, how's Trump going to do anything? The Republicans have been stopping Trump for 10 fucking months. You think voting for them is going to change that? I mean, be stupid. Don't be stupid. You need to repeal and replace the Republicans with America first Trump Republicans who are going to promote the mega agenda. That's what you have to do. And on that point, who are your leaders, despite some misgivings? Steve Bannon and Seb Gorka and Mike Cernovich and I think uh, uh, Jack. Jack just got married. So I don't know if, you know, I, I don't know if, if Jack took her name or Tina's taking his name. You know, these days you can't tell with these kids, even the ones on the right. <laughs> but I know he's pretty but, traditional, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just busting his balls because it's fun. Um, but uh, um, and, and Rev 18, that's that's yep. where you go, right? And Alex, Infowars. Oh yeah. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to agree with everything they do. I certainly don't agree with um, Bannon taking a hands-off approach to the senator from Calgary, right? I understand yeah. why he's doing it though. So I'm not going to hold that against him. See, that's how it works. We're not all going to have exactly the same views, the same ends, the same ideas on strategies and tactics all the time. But we can't be infighting if we want to send reinforcements in for the president. So that's what you can do. That's something that actually has some practical value. You know, we got a big election coming up here this week in the Commonwealth. It's a big for me. I mean, Ed Gillespie's a fucking cunt, but, but the fight matters, Right. They're trying to paint Ed Gillespie, who's an establishment pussy Republican. Um, and the RPV, the Republican Party of Virginia, is a bunch of fucking cunts. I mean, they're, they're total pussies. Uh, they're useless. Uh, they, they made sure that Ken Cuccinelli lost. Uh, they, and even he was a, a pussy afterwards with the supporting of Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio. It, it, it's a disaster. The RPV is a fucking disaster. Okay, You Virginians but, are weird, man. Well, it's because we're we're two states, right? We're the Commonwealth of Virginia, and we are also the Richmond Deep State Northern Virginia axis, right? And then the Tidewater is heavily, heavily military, so they're all, you know, uh, diehard, uh, you know, Republicans, right? Doesn't mean a fucking thing. But they ran an ad trying to paint Ed Gillespie as a Trumpian. And basically, all and of us not. are, are <laughs> truck. He's not, but all of us are truck driving with Confederate flags on our cars. And I'm not saying that I don't have a truck with a Confederate flag. I'm just simply saying that I don't really generally run around trying to run over immigrant children. But that's how they paint us. It's emotional. That's not what I heard. And again, what? Did, yeah, what did I say earlier? The fucking facts don't matter. So it doesn't matter if we are or aren't. It doesn't matter if Ed Gillespie is or isn't a Trump Republican. It's all perception. But so you got to really fight. The, the fight, the 2018 fight, is something you can do. Whining and bitching about all this stuff regarding this shooting and that false flag and why hasn't Sessions locked her up yet and why is Trump uh, letting the neocons still run the wars? There's not a fucking thing you can do about that stuff. It's a waste of energy and time, and that's how they get you. They don't want you to be where you're affected. Why do you think they spent so much time telling you that Hillary had a 98% chance of winning, even up to November 8th? 
because you could have been effective there. Chris and I, for two years, well, for for a year, a year ago, we're telling you about beating the cheat, stopping the steal. Don't you well, love these it. assholes that say, we were the first guy that predicted Trump's win. I'm thinking, bullshit. I predicted his win when he came down, when I watched him, uh, even though I was a few days later than him uh, announcing. But from when I first saw him come down the elevator, didn't even know who the guy was, you know? And I listened to his first speech and then one of his speeches, and I got on that show and said, this guy's going to win. And then I get all these people saying, I was the first, you know, like uh, Gilbert, uh, people saying that the Gilbert guy was one of the first guys. And I'm like, yeah, bull crap. Uh, you know. Gilbert. Who the fuck is Gilbert? Gilbert. Yeah, him too. Oh, uh, the, uh, yeah, Gilbert. and I like him. I'm not being, yeah, I'm not being, I'm not attacking him personally, but I'm, you know, everybody's all patting themselves on the back. And I'm thinking you and I predicted this in the first, within the first week of him announcing you know, we don't have the same kind of audience, so nobody knows we exist. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, then I have to sit here and defend can. myself. Then I have to stand here and defend myself like I just did. <laughs> we do what Go we ahead. can. But no, we do what we can. And I'm going to throw it to you for the close. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we do. We, look, you got to focus on what you can actually do and not waste your time on the stuff you can't do. So we're, we're going to have, a, you know, the game that's being played, with these indictments, and you, you know, they're pushing your buttons to get you to freak out about it, and they're going after Trump, and and will there be a tax reform? I mean, this tax reform thing, it, it, it's pointless to talk. Yeah. The House passed a Republican bill that's somewhat nodding towards uh, MAGA, right? So what? It's got to go. And now the Senate, Senate the Senate's rewriting it and weakening it. <laughs> right. So I mean, it's like it's it's like having getting into the technical weeds about the tax reform bill is stupid. And and like we've said six million times, what the fuck difference does it make? I mean, in this whole Laffer curve thing, yeah, it'll work if you cut tax rates for a little while. It's a false yeah. stimulus in a Keynesian sense. It won't last because once you. Get you, it's like anything else. Homeostasis is going to happen. Markets will balance. So if you cut taxes and you create a stimulus in the in the economy, after a while people get used to the lower rates. I mean, we're talking about tax cuts from like historical low rates. In 1913, the top tax bracket was 8 percent, right? By the time the Great War happened, we were up in the 70s. During the peak, uh, uh, after uh, WW2 to pay for it in the 50s, like the top marginal the rate was like 94 fucking percent. And when Reagan came in, the, 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 after the Kennedy tax cuts, the top rate was 70. He had like 14 fucking tax brackets. Reagan brought it down to 50, and it wasn't until the second term that it came down to 28. That was 1986. Guess what happened by 1989? What do you think happened by 1989? Did you keep getting those conservative uh, tax cuts, the, the, the lower rates? No, you didn't. You got something else. Raise taxes, and I'll say no. And they'll push, and I'll say no. And they'll push again, and I'll say to them, read my lips. No new, <laughs> no new bullshit. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. So, you know, it, it, it's a silly thing to discuss. And, and, and the whole idea of, you know, shooting down Keynesian economics. You live in a fucking Keynesian world. 
Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't try to lean more towards the Austrian school to some degree, not totally, but to some degree, and real free markets and real wealth and sound money. All that stuff's great. That's not yeah, where we are. The crash and we the war. Yeah, and we ain't going there anytime soon. Except that no. fucking fact. It's not. I mean, you got to pick your battles. You want to defeat the deep state? That's not the battle you start with. You, you start. You if you start. If you get in. Let's say Ron Paul won and he got in, and the deep state's coming after him. The first thing he decides <laughs> to do is go after the Federal Reserve. Yeah, going after the Federal Reserve. But that'd be the end of the story. So what is Trump doing instead? I don't know. I will tell you this. If I'm not mistaken, Jay Powell is a goy, which is unusual for a Fed governor. And uh, he's, not an he's not a <laughs> you racist. He's not a Keynesian. He's not a Keynesian <laughs> economist. He's a lawyer. Now I don't know what he's up to yet. I haven't seen the strategy, but I can just tell you that he's up to something because he's uh, gonna. He's nominated a goy lawyer to the top job, even though we know the top job is actually the New York Fed, not the Board of Governors. But that's besides the point. So. That's the long game. I suspect that that actual fight, that, that none of that's happening. Oh, why is he still keeping interest rates low and the market and blah, blah, blah? It's all optics. It's not economics. It's optics. I suspect that's a second-term fight. You want to have a second term? You want to have a fight? You want to have people in uh, Congress that are actually going to assist rather than hinder? Then fucking get busy on 2018. Yep. I don't know what the hell else you people are thinking. For you for the close. Well, <clears throat> a couple things. First of all, expect more chaos. It is just beginning. They are exposed. They are frightened. And they have been ginning up the dehumanization of people, Republicans, white people, Christians, Trump supporters, to a point where every crazy, psychotic, uh, uh, drug-induced asshole is, is, is basically wound up really tight, like a bow drawn back, and ready to explode. You know, you create environments. <laughs> this is all part of your um, color revolutions on a small scale. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. We're experiencing uh, caveman know, difficulty. Yeah, I choked on a piece of taffy. <laughs> While you were talking, you made me laugh, and I inhaled it. Um, so expect more chaos, expect more crisis, and just expect it, which means you also – hold on. Sorry. You also – need to make some common sense paranoid changes in your life. Um, well, I live in a small town, so it's okay here. Well, that's what people of that little 500-person small town thought. So pay attention. Change some habits. Um, I don't get anywhere near crowds anymore, and I don't, I don't go out at rush hour traffic to go run to the store and shit like that. I just automatically just don't do it. You know, start using your brain. Be the one that's armed. Be the one that's prepared. Don't be a victim. You know, that's important. And and that's just some personal advice. You know, tune up, shape up, ammo up. You know, be prepared. It's going to get ugly. There's a lot of crazy people. The guy that attacked Rand Paul, I guess he broke like five ribs, ribs was his neighbor. 
the guy that killed that Republican, high-level Republican guy in that state, don't ask me where, I can't remember, I don't give a shit, uh, was one of his neighbors. And he went in there and killed him. I think it was Ohio. The guy, it might have been John Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't those <laughs> that guy looks ever like a serial killer. Why don't those guys ever get attacked? Um, you know, the Republicans in the baseball field, the signs are there. The crazies have been unleashed. You know, the hashtag hunt Republicans, punch a Nazi, all Trump supporters are Nazis. All of that dynamics, that psychological dynamics. I don't know if you've ever sat down and gone through and watched some of the videos of people uh, of these Antifa groups and listening to them or people like you know, some of the InfoWars people trying to interview these people, they're fucking nuts, and they're probably drugged out. <clears throat> so there's a lot of potential for a lot of things to go wrong, whether or not it's individuals just going off or it's some planned event, um, you know, orchestrated and controlled, you know. So you, you know, figure that one out for yourself, you know, false flag, whatever the situation, who cares. Bottom line is if you're dead, you're dead. Or or like that lady I, I the, in that, in the uh, attack with the uh, Islamic attack with the truck, <clears throat> one lady there, it was just, it's, it's one of those, God, you got to be kidding me. This woman had been bicycling all over the world, all over the world. And she was on her last uh, leg of her, you know, world tour. And she lost both legs because of that guy running her over. And I'm thinking, think all the years you spent preparing for that. So pay attention, folks. Life is fragile. Life is short. <clears throat> and there's two types of chaos or two types of bad. One is you get killed, and that impacts your family and everything else. The other one is you get crippled or you get turned into a vegetable, and that really sucks to deal with long-term handicapped people. It really impacts people a lot. So pay attention. Anyway, that being said, I just that's a heartful message to whoever is left to listen. Number two, <clears throat> don't get distracted said it a thousand times there's a lot of shit going on i read it i read a lot of stuff i read a lot of headlines i post a lot of stuff i make comments on things but don't get distracted what are the big issues trade economic <clears throat> economic security what is trump doing um you know you made the comment about the fed guy that was one of the first things when i clicked on his picture i'm like going <laughs> I cracked up. You know what I mean? I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing there? That's the nominee. You know, I got a, I got a chuckle out of it. <clears throat> so, you know, that would have been almost like uh, putting an Irish Catholic in there or something. So that, that was kind of uh, humorous for those who understand what we're talking about. But <clears throat> keep an eye on what's going on over the next week and a half and what Trump is doing around the world, because these, these places, these key places that he's going, plus you have the Asian uh, uh, meeting, which is the whole, it's like a whole organization of Asian Pacific uh, countries that are all tied together in trade and security and all that kind of bull crap. And that's going to be big. Um, and then what you want to keep an eye on no is, <laughs> no what you want to you keep an eye on is, <laughs> The real action is the reaction, because anytime Trump is exposing them or triggering them or getting close to one of their sacred cows, they attack. So you don't get caught up in the attack. You don't get caught up in the noise. You don't get caught up in the rhetoric. You look at, okay, they're upset at something he's doing. 
that must be mean he's doing something good. And you have to learn to have discernment and understand that you're in a war. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Thank God we have the Kraken. Pay attention. That's my close. Simple. This is Lion. <clears throat> King of the jungle. Huge mane out here. He's laying down under a tree in the middle of Africa. He's so big. He's so hot. He doesn't want to move. Now, the little lion comes. They start messing with him. Biting his tail, biting his ears. He doesn't do anything. The lioness, she starts messing with him. Coming over, making trouble. Still, nothing. Now, the other animals, they notice this. And they start to move in. The jackals. Hyenas. They're barking at him, laughing at him. They nip his toes and eat the food that's in his domain. They do this. And they get closer and closer and bolder and bolder. Till one day... That lion gets up and tears the shit out of everybody, runs like the wind, eats everything in his path. Because every once in a while, the lion has to show the jackals who he is. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely true. Now, thank God that we have Trump as our president. Chris just said it's spot on. You should really thank him every day because if not for President Trump, you have no idea how fucked we would be. See, the thing about human beings is if we don't see something, we don't believe it, right? It's true. So because you didn't see World War III and Hillary and the police state and all that stuff, then it didn't happen. Well, it only didn't happen because we beat the cheat. It's like an oppor- it's like opportunity cost. You, you, you can't fathom the concept of opportunity cost because you're focused on the things that you can see, not the things that can't be seen. This is why strategic thinking is a difficulty for most people, including you, and accept that fact. But it's pretty exciting being here now because Trump is our president. Crooked Hillary is going to have to flee the country, probably go to Qatar to find her billions of dollars she stored over there, assuming that the Saudis haven't destroyed it first. (laughs) I mean, it's just fantastic. You should be having a blast. This is so much fun, it's ridiculous. And I know that Chris and I talk about scary stuff, and I insult you and call you a pussy and a coward and a moron. Uh, and that's all true. You are a pussy, a coward, and, and a moron. But, you know, that's that's okay, because you're a human being, and you're flawed, and you suck. And uh, there's something wrong with that. And even though it's not your fault, you're the only one that can do something about it. I don't care if it's because... Your mommy didn't hug you enough, your daddy was absent, someone touched you inappropriately in your bathing suit area, you're fat, 
uh, you have some kind of chronic disease, uh, diminished mental capacity. I don't give a fuck what your excuse is, what your reason, what your deficiency is. We all have deficiencies. Get over yourself. Help somebody else out. But in order to help somebody else out, you've got to pick your ass up first. You're wounded, and you're weak, and you're afraid, and you're attached to certain ideas and things that hurt you. And you need to work hard on fighting those things. And it's a battle that's actually impossible if you do it by yourself, unaided by our wonderful God, who is so patient and tolerant with us. Uh, it amazes me every day, because by all rights, I mean, you people are really lucky I'm not God, because I would have wiped all you fuckers out a long time ago. I have no patience. It's wonderful that we have a God as loving as we do. And if you're not in a relationship with him, get in one, because he is the only one that can help you transcend your own stupidity. Chris and I are just his tools. Imperfect tools, we probably do it not in the way he wants us to do it, but at least we're trying. So, you know, quit getting your panties in a bunch every time I fucking insult you. Get over yourselves. I'm insulting you for your own good because somebody else didn't do it in your life as you were growing up, and hence you contributed to fucking up this country and the world. That's just a fact. So I'm going to go back to Robert Greene for the close. This is from the 33 Strategies of War. Get excited because you have an opportunity here that hasn't existed for probably a couple of centuries and may never occur again. Oh, it's in God's hands, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. Let's, let me explain something about this. God is in control of everything because he's God. It's really that simple. But see, God has a plan, and that plan involves your sorry ass. He gave you a free will, and most of us choose to fuck it up every single day. That's just a fact. It's been that way since the beginning. It'll be that way until the end. But the fact is that he has an active will and a passive will. His active will is doing the things that only God can do. His passive will is giving you power to do things and make decisions including the wrong decisions. Sometimes in a conclave of cardinals, God will give them the free will to fucking get a Marxist pope. It's not like God is trying to destroy his church. He's just allowing us to do it. Now, the church can't be destroyed. She can certainly be disfigured, and she is. And Marxism reigns supreme at the moment. But you are in a unique situation. It's exciting to be here for this fight. It is an opportunity like most people, and I think something like 150 billion people have been born on this planet, have never had an opportunity like this. Don't wander it. Get excited about it. Feel the positive potential. Get busy doing something that matters instead of bitching about things that don't. The only way to do that is to declare war, mostly against yourself. I know Chris and I have said this several times, and it seems kind of dark and gloomy, but it's actually a statement of love. Get your heads out of your asses, because we live here, too. Here's to uh, rule number three, four. Rule number four in the 33 Strategies of War by Robert Greene. Create a sense of urgency and desperation. The death ground strategy. You are your own worst enemy. You waste precious time dreaming of the future instead of engaging in the present. Cut your ties to the past and 
enter unknown territory. Place yourself on death ground where your back is against the wall and you have to fight like hell to get out alive. Do it. Do it now. Because the president needs your help. He's fighting like hell to save your sorry ass. Not in the biblical sense, just in the practical sense. Um, and uh, you, you, you have been conditioned to and are prepared to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory so that you have something to bitch about. Accept that to be true. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in. That's how we got here. That's what Marxism does to you. It conditions you to bitch about the situation as it is, dream of some utopia, complain about the past, and progress towards your death. And you're infected by this warped ideology, this diabolical inversion. Place yourself on death ground. You have a leader who is doing amazing things in amazing ways. It's wonderful to watch him make all of our enemies lose their fucking minds. Band together, shoulder to shoulder, place yourself on death ground, get over yourself, get in the fight like you've never gotten in the fight before. Just because we had an amazing victory on November 8th and the president has been doing incredible things and winning so much in the last 10 months and the left is on their heels doesn't mean it's time to crack open a beer, light a cigar and chill out. Right? It's time to fight harder like we're in utter poverty. We don't even have clean water to drink. Just fight fight, fight. And one day, relatively soon, relatively soon, could be 10, 15, 20 years, I mean, it took us 100 years to get here, instead of having some shitty canned beer, we can have a nice aged cognac. And instead of just any cigar, we can have the best cigar you've ever smoked. We can celebrate this wonderful victory. But if you celebrate too soon, or if you assume that we can't win, that's what you're going to get, a loss. The president's leading. The president's winning. You should learn how to be a winner, too. This is Rex and Trog signing off. The thunder of liberty rumbles on. doing to us, China, everyone. They're killing us on trade. If I'm elected president, we will win, and we will win, and we will win. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mr. Trump, thank you. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.